0: Koa naro, naro o We are lost, lost like the moa.
1: Ina e iwi o te motu, nei te mihi maioha ki a tata katoa. Kei te
2: te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. I'm Maraia Rakraku, And I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika on Radio New Zealand National, your weekly insight into all things Māori. Coming up... You're at the supermarket, and aisles are labelled
1: with the words miraka, papa, and enu. That's milk, butter and drink. Well, Tokurua New World now joins Tokomaru Bay for Square with its Māori signage, and it's
2: not just a one-off. And it was enough to win an award in the private sector category at last weekend's Māori Language Awards.
3: Well, what we did is um, we had uh, several products in the in store that we had clear um, uh, Māori signage. For example, in the produce aisle, you'd walk down and you'd see āporo uh, for apples. If you walk to the milk section, you'd see miraka for milk. Um, all my staff greeted and farewelled customers in Māori uh, by a simple oh, haere ra.
1: Just things with the owner operator, Damon Jackman, and we'll also mention other winners from the evening.
2: Healers have existed in society since, well, mairano. That's forever. And while they aren't maybe as visible as they once were, a hui in Waiohau, Eastern Bay of Plenty a few weeks back, pulled hundreds from around the country.
4: Those things that are very natural to us, we've forgotten about because we've become too um, much life is about. Only if we can see it with our eyes or touch it with our hands, then that is real. real. Now, that's what society has said, that it doesn't exist if we can't
1: do that. Nā mā, e mō te that's just a taste of what's coming up in tonight's Te Aika.
5: Te Aika, Radio New Zealand National
2: Ko te mea Last week we profiled the first of two recipients of the John McLeod Health Scholarship Awards, Caroline Blucher of Te Ngāti Kuri. Worth
1: $10,000 each, the scholarships are awarded to those who excel in study that will ultimately go on to
2: benefit the health and well-being of Māori. Undeterred by some of his peers at Rotorua Boys High School, Ibrahim Solomon went through high school and now University of Auckland on top of his game add head prefects, studies at Te Whare
1: Wānanga o Awanuiarangi, Manu Kōrero Champion, and years spent being raised by his nanny, Daphne Solomon, who Ibrahim mentions quite a bit in this next kōrero. And you have the ingredients to shape a pretty together 22-year-old.
6: Kia ora, ko Ibrahim Solomon tōku ingoa, ko Maua au rāua, ko Taumato te Raiti Ōki Maunga, ko Whakatāne te awa, ko Tauranga te moana, ko Mātātua tōku waka, ora,
2: Ibrahim. You're in your third year of a Bachelor of Medicine and Surgery degree at the University of Auckland. So you're becoming a doctor.
6: Yeah, one day, hopefully. I guess I've always had a passion for um, just helping others, um, whether it's in the classroom, on the sports field, inspiring them to be the best person they can be. Through my uh, my nanny's experience with the the health system sort of inspired me to take up medicine as well.
2: Bad experience? Uh
6: not so much a bad experience. Probably op- probably the opposite. Uh oh. yeah. She was. She would. Oh, I grew up with my nan for fifteen years, and she raised me. And every time she come back from her doctor, she would tell me all these wonderful stories about how great her GP was and uh, just uh, the manaki he showed to her. Um and then with her passing in two thousand and eight, um, the her doctor actually come to her tangi and spoke on the Marae, which is which was um, good for me to to put a a name to her face for this this doctor my nan would come back and describe to me. So that experience sort of motivated me to be a doctor.
2: How old were you during that period?
6: Oh young? During that period I was probably about 12 13 but um, from when I was growing up I've lived with her since I was about 15 or 16 and then moved away to go to university but then in my first year of university she passed away um, just before my just after my first semester exams um. but it was good to have have her around for for the time I did which I was Grateful for,
2: so she had all that made an everlasting impression on you. Yeah, to yeah. take up medicine.
6: Yep, definitely.
2: Kai. Ka so it says here that you attended Otuteru Boys High School. Did you grow up in Otuteru?
6: Yep, uh, for my life I've lived in Rotsuru, Um and yeah. And
2: so in two thousand and seven, head prefect, academic achievement. Did it start from a young age? Because, obvi- I mean, if you if you were head prefect, now you're at a- a- Auckland University, has it always been something that you've... Uh,
6: oh, not really. Um, it's probably been the opposite. <laughs> I, um, I didn't enjoy going to school and uh, moved around a couple of schools. Um, didn't like the classes I was in. Um, actually, really didn't enjoy my time at high school. And,
2: How did you become head prefect?
6: <laughs> yeah, well, just um, I had some inspirational teachers like that told me I had the potential to to be be something, and if I just knuckled down and done the mahi, then I'd get the results. So that was about at the end of fifth form. I was always focused on um, you know being a being a basketball player and being a sports star, and there's no real emphasis at Alkuta to go through the academic path. But, um, yeah, in fifth form, I just sort of got inspired by one of my uh, science teachers to uh, put a bit more hard mahi in then set some goals. And, um, yeah, I just become, became a bit more focused. Yes. What was the
2: name of your science teacher?
6: Uh, his name was uh, Darren Smith. He was funny because he was just a new teacher to Akura from over from England, but he had a real passion for helping the Māori students at Akura.
2: And so that was back in 2007, which was about four years ago. I was joking around with Ibrahim um, before Kōrero it all. About he must have a really, really impressive CV. So you are a mentor on the Vice Chancellor's Scholarship Program, and you've wow, you've mentored four promising pre-med Māori students. Yep. So how how does is it like a tour kind of Yeah. program? Yep. Big big brother, little brother.
6: Yeah. Um, so um, last year I was fortunate enough to get. Um, Two students uh, to mentor through medicine, and with with my um, and then this year they asked me to do the same job as well. So I was, it's a it's, it's a mahi that I enjoy doing. Um, some of these kids have I've been in there, been in in the same situations they've been in with the, all the pressure of exams. Um, yeah, so it's good to share my experience with them to help them get into medicine and fulfil their goals.
2: Tell us about the Liggins
6: Institute. Oh, the Liggins Institute. Oh, well, that's a renowned science institute up at uh, up in Auckland, and they specialize in uh, early development of babies. And in 2008, I was fortunate enough to um, be a mentor for Māori high school students coming through through the Liggins Institute. But before that, I was I was a high school student in. 2000 uh, 2007 coming through the Liggins Institute. Oh, okay, so it so, started in yeah. So I was actually high a high school student that went to Liggins Institute. Then they asked me to come back the next year and uh, I don't know, take these Māori students through for a couple of weeks at the institute. Yeah, that was good.
2: Abraham, you're you're, you're Māori, you're Ngāi uh, Tūhoe. How do you think? Because you know, in, in Te Arawa Māori, in the Māori world, we have things like Te Taha Wairua, the spiritual side, Te Taha ro, Te taha tina na. Do you translate those elements or Māori haura elements into studying medicine or how you view Māori yeah, health?
6: Yeah, definitely, um, just with the whole uh, holistic approach mm. with the te Whare Wha by Mason Jury, you can translate aspects such as uh, Taha such as uh, when you're studying, you look to your mates, which are form part of your whānau, as my immediate whānau are not living in Auckland, so I look to my mates as that kind of whānau support to get me through those exam periods. Uh, similarly with the, the spiritual and the, uh, the mental side, so I can think of experiences um, in, my, uh, in 2010 when we first get exposed to the um, cadaver bodies.
2: Cadaver bodies—they're
6: like the the donated um, bodies that we use to learn from. Right. And um, you have to learn uh, to—you learn to with as Maori, you learn that the body is sacred and must must be must go back to Papa Tuanuku. And then you're in a bit of a a dilemma: do you do you go and learn on these bodies, or do you um, step back? And I was faced with that situation, um, and for. Couple of weeks there, I struggled just getting my um, my thoughts right um, and learning how to deal with that.
2: So let me just understand, Ibrahim. You're saying that um, yeah, you were in front of a, essentially a, a tupapaku, a, a, a dead person. And I mean, that's interesting. That is a dilemma because out of respect to this person, and then on the other side, you need to learn it because of your your studies. How did you? So you stepped away for a couple of weeks?
6: Um, Yeah, like uh, there's normally about a group of six that work with uh, one, two pāpaku, and um, you work with them uh, once or twice weekly. So you go in for the whole year, once or twice a week, and you learn about the, the, the anatomy of the human body. And I could just see from looking around the class that I wasn't the only one in that situation. I could see all the other brown faces in the same dilemma as me, like, just a bit standoffish, um, so yeah, I knew it was a it was a bit of a hard time. We they went through the whole karakia process and the whakanoa, but it was still just uh, a whole new experience for me. Um, this this uh, individual in front of me could have been someone's nan, mm, uh, mm. mama, mm. auntie, so it was it was hard at first.
2: So how did you overcome that? What did you? Because um, that's part of yeah. the requirements of yeah. your studies.
6: Yeah i just i I just took it slow, and then after each session, i'd just reflect and see what was going on, how I felt about it all, and I slowly came to the conclusion that if I was to become a a good doctor with uh with a good amount of knowledge, I had to mix both my uh my values and my um my education to to get a good balance, so I came to the idea that I needed to get a bit more involved, and over time it did and um it helped my knowledge greatly and mm. would allow me to be the best doctor I can be. Do you have many
2: experience. um kui and komatssu around you
6: um,
2: to court it all with?
6: Oh not so much in in Auckland because I'm away from I actually have no immediate family living in Auckland, so not really, but when I go home, I try to get their thoughts and stuff. Mm.
2: Now, not only do you... So, I mean, what you've just explained, Ibrahim, isn't it, is a classic example because you have um, studied uh, in 2006, what, five years ago, at an um, Awanui Arangi-facilitated marae wānanga, Awanuiarangi is the Māori, um, or the wānanga in uh, Whakatāne, uh, and Papa in Ruatahuna, learning waiate in Whakapapa, yep. so obviously that's important to you.
6: Yep. Yeah, I was just in sixth form then when that one and it came around, but it was a good experience to uh, to uh, not only learn the academic side, but more so learn my home roots, Faka uh, Papa, uh those kinds of aspects, uh, going on Hikui mm-hmm. and just being around and Um
2: And Manu, oh, so this is back, back again. When you were at um, Rotorua Boys High School, you uh, competed in the Nga Manu Cordial Speech Competition. Yep. They've just had the big one back yeah. home in Tauranga. Yep. yep. Eh? Pretty, pretty all rounded <laughs> <laughs> student. Um Ibrahim, <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you use what you've learnt um, in your high school days, speech making, wayata, whakapapa? How how does that? It? It's another thing yeah. to put in your kitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: I guess um, I'm not a natural orator, and. Um, I don't look forward to public speaking, and because um, you have to do a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I, I only went into my new to to um, to prove some people wrong that um, when I got head boy, they they sort of um, said I couldn't really public speak and it was an aspect I needed to improve. So I took it as a bit of a challenge, and which is why I gave my new sure. just a, a go. I didn't go in with any expectations, just to just to maybe improve my own public speaking to be a, a good uh, head boy for Rotorua Boys High School.
2: So um, I wanted to talk to you, Ibrahim, um, about um, Te Ora, which is Te ohu Rata o Aotearoa, the Medi- Māori Medical Practitioners Association. Um, how, actually, how long have you been in study for?
6: I started studying in 2008, 2008. doing a um, certificate programme. Yep. And then I went on to do the um, the first year health science, which you need to get into medicine in 2009, and then gained entry to medicine 2010, and now in my third year. you f- uh, yep, just nearing my third year. Oh wow! The end of my third year.
2: So, is it five years of study?
6: Uh, six years in six. total. But because I done the the certificate program for Maori and Pacific students, uh added an extra year on. But it was good doing that program
2: for the Te Ora, which I've just which i yep. mentioned um, before. You you're active within these um, yep. within that group, Well, there's Te Oranga, the Māori Medical Students Association, yep. Yep. and Te Ora. Yep. So, how has that involvement helped you?
6: Um, actually, we just had uh, the Hui To for Te Ora about a couple of weeks ago, oh, and kai. at that event, you have uh, a lot of um, current uh, practitioners, Māori practitioners um speaking over two days about their experiences, giving presentations where we all stay at a marae, and um, you just get to um, know your tuakana that are working in your in the same field as you. So it's a good chance to uh, to network, I guess, and to learn from their their experiences. Um, yeah, and that that event happens yearly. So
2: what, maybe five or so years, you'll you'll be um, heading to
6: Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, one day.
2: You know, it it says, um, so you're doing a Bachelor of Medicine and Surgery degree. I mean, what is your ultimate, I mean, do you watch shows like Grey's Anatomy and Practice? I mean, is that what you want to do to be a surgeon?
6: Yeah, I don't really have aspirations to be a surgeon as such. Um, Just because you get no uh, face-to-face contact, you're, you're mainly just dealing with a person that's sedated in front of you and you're operating on them, so there's no real communication and you don't get to uh, know that person you're working on on an individual basis so I don't really see myself as being a surgeon in the future but maybe things could change I'm more open to the ideas around general practice um, working within communities and for communities but I'm only young in the um, starting out as in my study so my, um, my aspirations might change but at the moment it's looking like general practice working with my communities and my people
2: Which which people um Tuhoe like telling do you want to go back there to yeah
6: yeah I definitely like to uh, go back to uh, both both my areas um, more so uh, Tuhoe as it's uh, isolated as such um, no no real um, uh, health practitioners in that area but it'd be also good to go back to Tauranga and work work in the Tauranga area
2: by um, Keito Watsuki, Ibrahim Solomon, John McLeod Scholar, Ngai te Rangi, Ngai Tu kia, kia ora. just finished our uh, talk, having accorded all to uh, John McLeod Scholar Ibrahim uh, Solomon, and now I'm here with his his dad, Louis
5: Tekani. Kia ora.
2: So, um, Louis, tell, tell us a bit about. Um, you must be proud, obviously.
5: Oh yeah, look, um, we are really proud of our son, and, and um, you know, he's been a he's been a good son to us, and thankfully nothing. Too bad has happened in the past, and we're grateful for that. And uh, no he's, he's a, uh, we are really, really, very proud of him and the achievements that he's uh, he's uh, gained so far at uh, at uh, medical school in uh, in Auckland.
2: Now he spoke about um, um, a ne- well, a never lasting impression that is the reason why he's been into medicine was because of his. His nanny's visits to the GP, really cl- close connected relationship between GP and patient, yep. um, and that made an everlasting impression on a 12, 13 year
5: thirteen-year-old. Yeah, Ibram, Ibram had a very, very close um, connection to his queer, and uh, as with all his cousins and with all his, um, you know, all the Fano, they were devastated when we lost her. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he, she made a very profound impact on his life. And um, it's fair to say that I, I think without her guidance and without her her tutoring and, and her ability to bring up so many mokos and, and really keeping Ibrahim close to her heart as well was one of the driving motivations, I think, for him to go to medical school. And I think he's got a lot to thank his queer for.
2: I mean, um, I was just talking to Ibrahim um, about the, the things you have to grapple with in order to study medicine, for example, dealing with, um, with, with tupāpaku oh. and, and weighing up your beliefs versus what's uh. practically you have to do to fulfil your studies. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have coped really, really well, given he's got no immediate fano in, in Tāmaki Makaurau oh. in Auckland. So, I mean, that in itself is quite... For such a young man... Yeah, um,
5: yeah it is. It is it's, it's, I mean, we instil in Ibrahim... That he must always, you know, have a karakia before, you know, he 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 does things with two barbaku and things like that, and of course he's got a strong um, partner with him in Pania, and um, you know, even though he hasn't got any uh, any up in Auckland, or he's got some whānau, but you know, not as much as he has down in Rotorua, and and uh, you know, but uh, you know, we always instill in Eperum that you know, if he ever does anything like that. And goes into areas that are really, for for Maori, you know, atapu. You know, yeah. we always tell him, and uh, that he must have a karakia before he does things like that.
2: Okay. Um. Eventually, maybe in a few more years, he said that he'd like to work in, um, well, especially go back to tuhoi mm. maybe to work mm. at a how would set up his own private practice. Well,
5: <laughs> you know, one of the things one of the things for Iprim was that when he when he won the. The manu kōrero, um, yep. you know, when he, when he was at his last year at Boys High in Rotorua, they had a, a synopsis of, of what he was uh, or who he was and what his dreams and aspirations were. And one of those dreams and aspirations was that he wanted to build a health clinic or doctor's surgery out of at Truatahuna, and that's something that he's always aspired to anyway.
2: Tēnā kōrua. We heard earlier there from Ibrahim Solomon and his dad, Louis Tekanei. Now, to listen to that koriro again, you can
1: head to our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash teahika,
2: that's T E A H I K A A. And hit us up on Facebook too via the Radio New Zealand website or just search our name teahika on Facebook. Last week, Te Reo Māori was the ultimate winner at the annual Māori Language Awards hosted by none other than Te 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 Reo Māori, the Māori Language Commission. Howard
1: and businesses or organisations who took part in this year's theme, Manakitanga or
2: Hospitality, were awarded for their efforts. For their effort in the community, a joint award went to Te Runanga o ngaitirangi and Te Reo or Taranaki Charitable Trust, and Wellington City Council won in the local government section. Broadcasting Tereo Māori during the week
1: paid off for Television New Zealand and Māori Media Te Manako Productions in the Broadcasting Category. In the Print Media area, Gisbin Herald took out the award. And the Tokoroa Community won two awards, Tokoroa High School in the Education Category and in the Private Sector Category, Tokoroa New World. Kia ora, Damon.
3: Kia ora. So,
2: proud of the win, obviously.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and... Uh... For us at Tokoroa New World, uh, it's something that we uh, really look forward to, particularly Māori Language Week, and uh, the whole staff, and I have about 100 staff, and uh, they all participated and enjoyed it immensely.
2: So, just a few things that, um, you guys at I mean, you, yourself and your staff, you gave handouts to customers, um, explaining the meaning of Tanga common greetings. Uh, there were 36 common grocery items, all in the language. You served uh, 16,000 customers through the store every week, 120 staff. Um, you had the Māori version of products in large font. When did this, when did you decide as the owner operator for the last two years to kind of support Te Reo Māori in this way?
3: Well, um, we decided as a group, uh, but being Māori myself, um, it obviously is quite uh, special for myself and, and, and close to me. But as far as uh, coming up with those ideas, it was a, it was a team effort, and I have uh, a lot of people who are born and bred in Tukaroa, Um and they're quite passionate about Māori as well. And uh, we have um, a lot of customers who just really enjoy coming in on a daily basis. As you've mentioned, the 16,000 customers a week,
2: so for those who haven't, uh, unfortunately, who haven't you know, shopped at Tokoroa supermarket, can you give us some examples, please, Damon, of what you guys actually did?
3: Well, what we did is um, we had uh, several products in the in store that we had clear um, uh, Māori signage. For example, in the produce aisle, you'd walk down and you'd see Aporo uh, for apples. If you walked to the milk section, you'd see Miraka for milk. Um, all my staff greeted and farewelled customers in Māori uh, by a simple high ra.
2: And you also had Rewana on special?
3: Yes, we did. We <laughs> had uh, Rewana. That was a, a great success. Um, but I mean, as I said, for a New World supermarket, um, you know, being uh, locally owned and, and operated, and, um, I think it was just an, an opportunity that we could give something back to the community.
2: Damon, you're, you're Māori. Where, where were you brought up and raised? And were you raised around the language?
3: Yes, uh, yes I was. And um, I'm uh, of Tainui descent. Uh, that's my waka. But I'm from uh, Ngāti Tipa and, and uh, Ngāti Pikiao, which is uh, obviously from uh, the Port Waikapur region. And uh, that's where I'm from. And, um, look, it's, it's something special for me and, and, and my family. And, uh, and I was just pleased that uh, we had an avenue through Māori Language Week and we had an avenue through Tokoroa New World that uh, we could exercise that and enjoy it at the same time.
2: Now I suppose them, I mean, an important aspect of what you guys did is that you know some businesses through Te wiki o Te Reo Māori they, they, they go all gung ho so to speak, but this is permanent signage.
3: Yes, it is. We've got permanent uh, decor signage throughout our store, um, and you know Kai for seafood and, and 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 things like that. And I just again, it's just a way of acknowledging. Um, uh, you know, some, some heritage and at the same time just letting people know that uh, we, you know, we're, we're a bilingual society um, and that's uh, and not to disrespect any other languages uh, we have in the country but uh, definitely the fact that Māori is, is, a, is a language that uh, is embraced in this country now and I think it's really great that we can do that um, and, and show that on, on signage.
2: So with you on the ground floor, what has the response been from
3: your customers? Oh, look, the response has been awesome and um, the feedback we get has, has always been uh, one of joy and one of excitement and uh, one of laughter. And I think that's uh, that, that gives credit to, to my team. And, I, I, you know, I'm biased. I think I've got the greatest team in the world. But, um, you know, I just think it's a credit to everybody that we can enjoy it and embrace it for what it is.
2: I mean, is the ultimate goal not only to promote the Māori language but to some, somehow teach it, even if it's maybe a, a word that... Somebody else wouldn't have necessarily known what it meant. Like miraka, is that the ultimate goal?
3: Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and I think it's, we've got to be careful. It's something we don't want to we don't want to throw down people's throats. It's just something that's there um, that we that we embrace. And and, and if a customer uh, is curious and and wants to learn or wants to converse uh, back, then then that's just a huge bonus. And um, you know, I just think that uh, in, in today's society, people are more aware. Um, but it's definitely something we don't force upon uh, anybody, that's for sure.
2: Ketuatsuki okay, Tera, uh, Damon Jakeman, owner-operator of Tokoroa New World, the winner of the private sector at the recent Mighty Language Awards. Kia ora and thank you for your time. Kia ora. Kia ora. Now, we have a list of the winners. It's at our webpage,
1: radio.nz.co.nz forward slash Teahika As to our photos and photo galleries. And you'll also find details on the website about downloading or podcasting the show. Our next guest has spent a lifetime looking for answers to life's mysteries. Her quest has taken her to hilltops in Israel, mountains
2: in Bolivia, and to Fano and Matata and Ruatuki. It's all been with the purpose of having a deeper understanding of herself and what her role is within Thalmarma, within the world. During November I went to a gathering on Whalehoe where Medi
1: Butler told me about that quest. There's natural laws and the law
4: of grace is when we can basically do something wrong and then we can put the violet flame to it as long as we understand that what we've done. It's it's not a it's not that you can keep going out and doing things wrong or um, that you already know isn't isn't right and you just call on the law of grace. It's it's something that's... Um,
1: but do you have to be in that headspace to do that, Miri? I mean, some people may go through a lifetime of not even doing that. Of never even knowing grace? Yeah. It's been...
4: Grace is one word, but, I mean, it's been alert and aware of what we think and what we're creating, because it's understanding and knowing fully that our thoughts create our tomorrow's experiences. So you wouldn't go into... um, Let's let's liken it to kai. You wouldn't go and feed from a table that had kai on it that was three months old and yet we will still allow ourselves to go back in our minds to an experience that we had three months ago and let that
1: define who we of are. Yes. Right, and so if you put that in an extreme level, you could be going back to something from 20 years ago or 30 years ago yeah, and the it's time, time behaviour.
4: Yes. Right. The time, the times are relevant. It's more the, um, it's it's for us to begin to understand that life is about experience. We were brought up to believe that, um, you know, if you make a mistake, it, it's a real, it, you got punished because of it. Where those experiences or those so-called mistakes are opportunities to learn and to actually move through um, unresolved emotions from the past. Because that's what a lot of it is, is not being able to identify um, how different emotions, the influence that they have on our energy, and um, or our Modi or ahua of, of uh, who we are. And those things that are very natural to us we've forgotten about because we've become too um, much life is about. Only if we can see it with our eyes or touch it with our hands, then that is real. real. Now, that's what society has said, that it doesn't exist if you can't do that. For us as people, as human... So
1: by, uh, so by people you're meaning human beings human or Human
4: when I, um, korero, it's always about, um, first we're spirit.
1: And what does that mean, Mere?
4: Well, we talk about our, um, with Māori, we're, in, in, as in wairua. Spirit is, to me, is our link to everything in creation.
0: So that's, that would that's be my the earth. The, Earth, trees, the
1: trees, the sky, plants, yep. everything, the universe, other people,
4: the universe, and it's only that we have um, over time, because we live in what's known as a, a duality. We live in duality, separation, everything that is of that. Now, when we um, believe that to be true, we Separate ourselves by from being one with nature, being one with with all our people. So, but that's to be that's life's experiences. That's what we learn as we mature. Um, the more experiences you have, the more opportunities for learning that we have. So, my belief is that we. Come down through a particular whakapapa line to be able to experience what comes with that environment. Now, as Māori, we used to live in a world that was
1: in natural order. Everything has a natural order. So there was an acknowledgement that uh, there were things that existed Mm -hmm. that you necessarily couldn't see.
4: A lot of the old people used to be able to see it, and there's still many today who do. But because that didn't go with what society says is normal, then that's why a lot of people have been And then you get uh, things
1: like the Tohunga Suppression Act. Oh, aye. You get um, Māori who have entered the mental health system. Right. All right. So what we need to remember
4: is that everything is in nature to help us. It doesn't take much to kick off your shoes, stand on papatua and breathe her in feel her pulse going through your you know through your body. Go to the moana, you know, because that helps with flow. It's all about flow. What we've done is we, as, as hum, human doings, instead of human beings, we've, um, we, we capture or have an experience that may not necessarily be a good experience, but we hold on to it forever and ever and ever. So what that's doing is it's actually stopping the flow of energy.
1: But then, how does somebody recognise that an experience is doing that to them, Mira? When they, it will um, manifest. It,
4: it'll come out in your tinana as a um, you might have. Um, if an you're illness. not speaking your truth, oh, it's a it's a illness or a disease, disease, and that means that you're we're not flowing. The energy's not flowing.
1: So if. If I was to see that in a person, could that Mm -hmm. be like um, somebody looks slightly awkward, a little bit shady? I mean, is it something that you can recognise? Can somebody just recognise if they see somebody walk past them on the street? I think that just depends really on... um, Through my
4: life, um, I've had to go deep within myself to find out who I was. I know I'm someone's mother, nanny, sister, auntie, all of that, and came from a big family. But then it's like, IO.
1: <laughs>
4: who am I really? And with that, it's, I've had to look at the belief systems I was brought up with and how does that actually feel to me within my heart. Um, times have changed now and the opportunities for, we're in a, we're in a different time where, um, there's a lot more information out there about Wairua. Um, well, it's not really information about Wairua. It's more my life experiences have taken me to, um, you can say other dimensions. What Um, do you mean by that? So you're going into different
1: levels of thinking and learning. Um, so is this kind of like a, an enhanced awareness?
4: Yes. Yes, it's very much so, an, uh, an increased awareness.
1: So if we were to put that in maybe layperson's terms, that could be like, well, my name is Mariah... I'm from Waimana, these are my parents, but then it could be breaking down levels of that. My name is Mariah, I like writing, I, I, I like I'm... music, my name is Mariah, I this love is, so-and-so. This love is more a inner,
4: when you go inside your heart and you can connect to, you. some people would term it your higher spirit. Um, it's a higher consciousness. Now you can look at consciousness being that everything in existence is made up of a consciousness. So we can look at it as um, there's a different facado that comes with one when you're thinking as one. Um, you're coming from one heart. You're pulsing as one. You're connected to uh, the oneness of everything. When you look at separation, that then has a whole different facade that comes with it. There's different uh, words that are spoken,
1: where what they it's term separation from a collective. Yes, yes. So when it becomes more individual. When it's individual, then we tend
4: to. Um, it's what's in it for me you know. and if there's nothing in it for me then I'm not going to be a part of it we used to um, the times that we're coming into is that we start to remember that everyone every person is of value we all have a place in the universe and it's how we all link in together and each one of us has a gift and it's our responsibility or up to us whether we want to contribute to the whole.
1: So if each person has value, there are some people that would say, well, that person's value is diminished because of things that they've done to somebody else. All right. I mean, does it still apply? It becomes one of those, um, that's
4: their life experience. And it's whether we want to judge them for it. It's it's understanding that life is about love. Now that's an unconditional love. That's a love with no expectations. No, I'll do this for you if you do that for me. This is just giving and and contributing to your community, to humanity, because that's what you that's what you feel you want to do. Um, life's become... Life's, life's meant to be full of joy and excitement. We, we as adults, and I know this for myself, life can become... has can be very, very serious at times. And very arduous. Yeah, and so what happens <laughs> is... You, all you've got to do is feel... Like, you feel that in your body. Feel that in the tīnana. Like, if you think of something that gives you great joy your whole tea just is bubbling and ready to go when you're thinking of something that's sad or hateful then you can feel your the the tina goes all heavy and it's just well why would you want to be there and that's what it you know that's what it comes down to and um but it's up to us. We we've got to take ownership so that's up of to each, each individual, each individual to be able to go. No, I don't. I choose not to be like that anymore. And you can change to be a better person. So, in a better person. What does that mean? I mean, it's treat. My, one of my mottos for has been treat people how you want to be treated. And that's a pretty good indicator. So all you need to do is look at what's happening in your life. And if there's a lot of do happening, well, I mean, check out your thoughts. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you've actually created that. And own it. Be be Go, oh, well, that's okay. Well, it's not okay, but you see it, you recognize it, and then you can change the way you think. You know, and that's where the awareness comes in. Of um, checking where your is. you know, what's happening. Where where are my thoughts? And and when you're actually starting to change because you believe that there is another way, it takes time, and 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 it's it doesn't just happen like that. I mean, if you can make it happen just like that, well. Amazing. Fantastic. I mean, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that for me. So what I've you you come up with little things that you can say to yourself. Like I had to. I I chose to say to myself, lighten up, lighten up, babe. You know, like lighten up. And that not only is bringing in light, but it's also that Carl does that. So and little baby steps. And what you find with change is that. It'll get easier and easier. And, I mean, I've been um, doing what I'm doing with, uh, or had a moimoya 26 years ago. So that's a dream? A dream. And um, it was a month after mum died, and um, or passed on. And then I have travelled and ended up mountains in Colorado and went to Israel and... It's all been different aspects of me finding who I truly am,
1: and it took you well. It's twenty six. It took me to
4: different countries because I trusted in it. I wanted to know why do I? How to integrate it practically into my daily daily living? And how do you do that? By making life a living meditation, you know, like it's um, hugging the tree, smelling the flowers. Um, going barefoot on the, you know, on Papa Um, being aware of uh, how I am, how I am around people, like it's, it's coming from a love, um, thinking to how you affy people. Um, at the same time, it doesn't mean to say that you neglect yourself and and you, you give it all to everybody else because. That's all part of maintaining a balance as well. I won't say that I'm completely there, (laughs) but I am, you know, it's getting it gets more and more because the thing is that we still live in a physical world. And the way that I can probably explain that a lot easier is in my in the moimoya that I had, I was shown a world where everybody knew their knew their knew who they were and how they contributed to the whole of the community. Now 13 years later I was shown or given by my brother who's um, since passed over what's called the Mayan calendar or the dream spell calendar which was 13 moons each 28 days. Now I have followed that now for almost 13 years and what happens is um, we live in a world where the calendar is based on 12 months and 60 minutes, and that t- is takes us completely separates us from nature and creation. So we're living out a natural time, and when you understand that more, um, it makes things very clear because that then, like we're living in a in a society that has um, power and control over us, and it's all about money. Where, where money, um, while it's great, it still can, it can make a person feel inferior because they don't have money, and, and ones that have money hold all the power. Well, that's actually stopping us from expressing who we truly are. And there's a lot of talented, of, talented uh, people out there that, because of circumstances, don't feel like they have anything to contribute. But whether you are sweeping the floor or running the, the biggest company in the world, the only thing that separates it is one's done more at one thing than the other. But you can have the best floor sweeper in the world. And they are valued and needed. You know, so so it's just a, a perception that people have now, and how they um, label people into little boxes,
1: and it's not really a true expression of who people really are. Kia ora, Mere Butler. Next week we'll have more from the Hui, including a ceremony that involves Faka Order Papatuanuku,
2: that's healing Papatuanuku. Anei rā, a Piata Melbourne,
0: with this week's fakatoki. Kua itenaro i te o te mua. We are lost, lost like the mua. Nā, ko na tikana o tēnei Whakatauki kiau, um, e pāna ki nā rangatira Māori. Uh, ko haereki te ara me ora rātau pūkina, o rātau mātauranga, mātauranga, uh, uh, so I, I guess it's about retaining those uh, while they're still alive because once they're gone, it's gone forever and some of those things can't be replaced. Uh, Kui nga. Kia ora. Uh, Kia ora. Ko Tuhoi Tewi, ko Mata te waka, ko hete mauna, ko Ohine Mataroa, te awa, ko Te te marae, ko te hapū.
2: Kia ora, peata Next week, I'm with Tāmaki Practitioner, the lovely Mark Kopua,
1: at this year's Māori Market. And I'll report back on the opening of an iwi-led exhibition ngāti mutinga e puke ariki, New Plymouth.
2: He mihi tēnei ki ngā
1: kai kōrero i tēnei wiki. atu tēra ki ngā kaira wiki wiki mihini, ngā mihi. mihi. Hoki mai hei tēra wiki. Mai te a te ahi kā, kia tatou katoa. Mauri ora.